Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent. I stands for using your intuition. N stands for networking. And K stands for Obtaining Knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, listeners. I'm so glad that you're joining us today, which is July 15th, 2020. I'm really excited about our guests today. We're going to be talking with a couple of experts. One of them, Chris Buries. Is that how I pronounce your name? Burris. Okay. He's a research engineer and a scientist, and his primary mission is to help people live longer, to be healthier, and have pain-free lives. And I, I think that that is something that we all strive for. He has a background in the field of in, inventions and manufacturing with a BS in mechanical engineering. Then our other guest is Patrick Wenis. Is that correct? Yes, Patrick Wenis, correct. Okay. And Patrick is also an, an amazing um, individual. He has, he's basically a world-renowned expert on behavioral therapy. And we're going to be talking about how did you two get together, number one, and number two, how did you end up on the paths that you're on today? Now I'll defer to you guys. Chris? Um, well, Patrick and I met a, a number of years ago, uh, and we really hit it off uh, pretty quickly and, and have been pretty fast friends and done some business ventures together uh, uh, ever since. And I think the thing that ties us together is our very common uh, desire to deliver lots of value to the people around us and, you know, in, in the case of, you know, business-to-business -business, uh, efforts to deliver a lot of value to the businesses that we're supporting and um and in this particular conversation 
uh, we, we want to talk about sleep and trying to, to give some practical ways that your audience can get a better night's sleep because a lot of people, uh, you know, I would say close to all people are struggling to get sleep with, with all the chaos that's going on in society. And that really started from I was driving one home, home one day and, and gave, him, gave Patrick a call. And, uh, and I shared with him kind of I was surprised because I hadn't really thought about the, you know, what I was about to say. Um, and what I said was I'm really tired and in a very surprised way. And Patrick just kind of calmly replied and said, well, you know, like most people are tired. Like there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of people not getting the sleep that they used to get that are a lot of people ruminating about um, what what's going on uh, in, in in every aspect of their life right now and and so we started brainstorming like what could we do to deliver value uh, to people and so we decided to kind of get on as many shows and share with as many people as possible um, an audio book that Patrick's put together uh, that neutralized the seven emotions that are holding you hostage now. He's also made a guided meditation, overcome fear and anxiety and enjoy peace of mind. And then I, I'd be happy to share uh, when it's right, uh, the, some very practical tips to getting a better night's sleep and, um, and then talk about a molecule I've been working with since 1991 uh, that's, that's, that is in being reported to help people sleep. Oh, excellent. So why don't you tell me, where did you get started, Patrick? Why did you follow the uh, Do you mean in, in terms today? of the work we're doing together or? No, I, I think what we're interested in and basically your backgrounds, and then we already know how you got together. But that's an okay. integral piece, your background. Yeah, so um, I pretty much grew up being a counselor and a therapist to my parents. Um, oh! I guess they, for two reasons, obviously. One was, and this happens to many children where they're given adult responsibilities when they shouldn't be given them or they're not actually ready for them. But my parents would turn to me for counsel and advice, and even um, when they were having strife, they would ask me to come over and give them advice and suggestions, and I would speak to my mum in one room, my dad in another room, then I'd bring them together and I'd give them counsel and advice, which is pretty bizarre because I was only 21. Um, the point is I think that they recognised that I had certain insights or perhaps it was my style of delivery. Um, and although that's not a healthy thing for any child, it worked out okay because I've resolved that component of my history and um, and I'm, I now embrace it as I don't refer to past experiences as I'm a victim of or I'm a survivor of. I say I experienced the following. You know, I experienced abuse or I experienced this or I experienced that rather than I'm a survivor of or I'm a victim of. And the difference is that you have come from the place of feeling like you're still helpless, hopeless, or powerless, which is victim, or you've, and then you've gone past the point of, well, I survived it, which means it's not healed, to I experienced it, which means I went through that and I was a victim of that at one stage and I was a survivor of that. Now I've learned from that and I've grown from that and I've resolved whatever pain or whatever judgment or whatever other emotions I experienced. And as a result, um, 
there was a passion for helping people and a passion for guiding and counseling people, but along with other passions, because my ultimate passion is influencing people in one way or another to their to their betterment. And specifically, as far as therapy is concerned, it's helping set people free from the past so they can let go of those limiting beliefs that uh, the trauma, the negative emotions, the the pain, the belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, uh, I'm not special, there's something wrong with me, I'm an outsider, I don't belong, to get rid of all of those so that you can actually function as a happy, healthy human being and so you can actually realize your full potential. From there, I got to travel the world. I got to study various things such as um, hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming. I used hypnosis for entertainment, for shows. Um, uh-huh. And I continued until one day there was, a, there was a couple of different... One was a professor of a college. The other was a, uh, a psychiatrist from, from Canada. And both of them saw my hypnosis shows and they, they listened to the introduction I used to give and they said you should be a therapist, you should be a hypnotherapist. And they started, one of them sponsored me to study. The other, first one of them sent me books um, on <laughs> psychology and hypnosis and then the other one sponsored me to study. And eventually I continued my studies in human behavior, health psychology, so that um, my, my doctorate is in health psychology with the focus on human behavior and hypnosis because they were a lot of my backgrounds. And so I got to study many different cultures because I lived across the world. Um, from there, what happened was I started to work, I started to develop somewhat of a reputation in terms of the success I was getting. And I worked with a few celebrities through other people that I knew. And then I started getting a lot of people wanting to work with me and some were able to afford to fly me to their city. And that's also part of the connection with Chris because some of those people were friends of his that did that. And Isn't then there were people who said, the world yeah, it's works. bizarre how we can and all be linked, correct, Denise? And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then there were people who said, well, can you, can you work with me over the phone? Can you hypnotize me over the phone? I said, I don't think so, but I guess I can try. And eventually it, it grew, evolved, developed organically from what originally started out to be hypnotherapy over the phone to a process that I now call subconscious rapid transformation technique. And again, I want to do, I do want to emphasize it developed organically. And so now I have other therapists who refer their clients and patients to me specifically to deal with things such as trauma, childhood abuse, or any issues which began in childhood. And 95% of our issues began in childhood. And this is a very powerful process where I can, by asking the right questions, I can quickly identify what's driving your behavior by uncovering the subconscious belief, uncovering where it originated, what was the original incident, and then being able to take you back to that incident without you reliving or re-experiencing any pain or trauma, gaining new insight, a new perspective into what happened, actually communicating with the younger you. and identifying, articulating, and validating all of the emotions that you experienced in that moment, creating a new sense of safety, creating a new perspective on what happened so that you no longer subconsciously blame yourself or think that there's something wrong with you because of something that was done to you, and then ultimately forgiving everyone and taking on a new belief. 
and I and I think it's important to understand, and I believe that any woman listening to this will understand because at least one out of three women have experienced some form of sexual assault, and unfortunately, our human nature is that when something bad happens to us, we blame ourselves. Now it's quite bizarre because we'll take credit when something bad happens to us, but we'll very rarely take credit when something good happens to us. So even a woman that, even an adult woman that, you know, was abused or molested will, or raped will still think, it must have been mm-hmm. my fault, I must have done something wrong. And children do that to an extreme because children are egocentric. They believe the universe revolves around them. So therefore they say, if mum and dad are fighting, it must be because of me. If mum and da- mm. if dad divorces and leaves, it must be because of me, and dad is leaving me. I even had a, a client, yeah. a, a female client, who at the time, I think she was maybe either an adolescent or early teens, and when her father was cheating on her mother, her subconscious interpretation was, dad's also cheating on me, dad's betraying me. And so children mm. do this thing where they ultimately blame themselves for everything that happens around them. And those subconscious beliefs stay with us and then they drive us and they drive us into relationships and into situations and we react based on childhood stories and childhood interpretations. And well, you know, your, your, your whole background is, is, is really um, interesting and I can see how and why you ended up recording your book, Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Right Now. So, Chris, um, let's talk about you. Well, yeah. So um, I, I, I think um, what's interesting about my background, so Patrick and I have been working together for a while, uh, and, and what brought us together on this particular project is, is, hey, what value can we deliver to people uh, as it relates to sleep. So uh, I've got a, a product. I've been working with a molecule um, really since 1991. My background's mechanical engineering. I started my first company when I was still in college. Uh, and we, you know, it's a mouthful, but I'm a, a carbon nanomaterial scientist. And wow. and that's evolved in, yeah, <laughs> it is a mouthful. Uh, it, it's evolved into a, a really kind of interesting story that's led me here. Um the molecule was discovered in 1985. Uh, it, it was the, the three professors who discovered it actually won the Nobel Prize in 1996, uh, a few short 11 years between discovery and award of the Nobel Prize. Uh, they used it in a lot of industrial applications. They actually thought it would be toxic. Uh, and then in 2012, they published a toxicity study, the results of a toxicity study. And uh, basically what the study was is they gave one group of rats uh, water, that's the control group, one group of rats olive oil, and then one group of rats, that molecule that they discovered, it's called ESS-60. Instead of being toxic, those rats that they gave uh, olive oil with ESS-60 dissolved in it, which is actually the My Vital C formulation, those rats lived 90% longer than the control group. Um, which may sound spectacular, yes, because it is. It's actually the single longest longevity experiment on mammals 
ever. Uh, and this is, I'm a scientist, right, by background, so peer-reviewed published research. I, I like the chuckle because I think you're going fast forward and going, okay, here's a carbon nanomaterial scientist. They take his material, which he never thought would be ingested by anyone. They give it to rats. These rats live 90% longer. And then now he has a supplement on the market. Right. And, and, you know, my background is scientific. I'm a little leery about the supplementation industry in general. I actually believe that people become supplement people one of two ways. Like one is they wake up and decide they want to be wealthy uh, and they decide they're going to do it by selling supplements. And I have no problem with being people being wealthy. I just that's not how I ended up here. And then the other is they they have some sort of physical challenge themselves or maybe a physical challenge of a loved one, and they figure out how to solve it through supplementation, uh, you know, diligent research and supplementation, and now they want to save the world. Hopefully it doesn't surprise you. I have nothing uh, against anyone who wants to save the world. It's just not how I ended up as a supplement guy. Basically, uh, they have been manufacturing this since 1991. They do this crazy toxicity study, and boom, now I'm a supplement guy, which is just kind of a very interesting path to you know, that a is. career that I never would have guessed I was destined for. How long has the supplement been out in the market? So um, really starting, so that study was released in 2012. Um, again, the rats live 90% longer than the control group. Not only that, this is potentially even more uh, uh, incredible, uh, if that's even possible. Um, the rats <laughs> that were given the MyVitalC formula all died without tumor. So a, a typical Worcester rat, and that's the, the rat that was used in this study, uh, will live about 32 months, and they'll die with a known amount of tumors, and that amount of tumors increases for every day they're alive. So the longer they live, the more tumor mass they have in their body. Despite the rats given my vital C uh, living 90% longer, out to 62 months, they actually had to euthanize the last rat because they needed to publish their results. Imagine it was you know two plus years beyond the uh, original study length. Um, despite those rats living 90% longer, they died without any tumors. Um, and so that's pretty spectacular. So that was published in 2012, 2013. I'm still a nanomaterial scientist. I'm, you know, still not, you know, quote unquote, not supposed to be on the supplement journey. And so we actually added not for human consumption. The the literature was very clear. Like um, ESS 60, when you properly process it, it's actually safe for human consumption. Um, but we're still very conservative scientists, so we put not for human consumption. People were buying it ostensibly to do recreate the rat study, right? That's part of the scientific process. Mm -hmm. In 2017, um, a, a guy with a big YouTube following started talking about all the benefits he was getting uh, by taking the product daily, and uh, and and really kind of the industry sold out. Um, but everyone except for us because we're the largest manufacturer and distributor uh, of ESS-60 on the planet. And really, I woke up in 2018. I'm like, okay, now this supplement hat has been thrust upon you. I asked myself two questions. The first is, a more, is, is not only the most important question, uh, but it's a moral question. Um, am I comfortable selling it? I take it. My wife uh -huh. takes it. Everybody on my team takes it. I am comfortable selling and then the next is legal, which is FDA and FTC, and you know you just got to follow their guidelines, which we're of course doing. Uh, and so now that's that's how I became a supplement guy. And when we really started was at the beginning of 2018. Mm. Mm. 
Now, you might be asking, or your audience might be asking, so why, is, why do we have this really intelligent, emotional genius, right, Patrick, Dr. Wanis, and this guy who's a supplement guy who didn't want to be a supplement guy, where does this all fit in together? <laughs> um, and it's really because the, the, those people who take the product, they typically take it, take it in the morning, and the most consistent testimonial that we have is they take it in the morning, they report mental focus and energy during the day, and then better sleep that night. And, and, and really sleep is a thing that we're really struggling with, and that's you know, a lot driven by the emotions we're all experiencing during these times of, of COVID. Very much so. And and Patrick, <laughs> I talked to people. Yeah, pa- and Patrick, right? He's he, he's written the audio book, and 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 I think you know it would be great to cover a couple of those emotions. The audio book again neutralize the seven emotions that are holding you hostage right now. Um, it'd be great to kind of talk about some of those, the the, the predominant ones that everybody's really feeling. Well, I think the first yeah, one that's... that every single one of us experienced is fear and anxiety, and. Yes. I group them together, although they are very different, because fear is the anticipation of pain, which means fear is often set in the future. For some people, anxiety is sort of a vague threat. I, I'm a little more articulate about anxiety. I say anxiety is the belief or the experience or feeling that your world is out of control, coupled with the attempt to try to control that which you can't control. So when you think the world is out of control, such as suddenly everything gets locked down and there's no certainty and there's no foundation, and then you start to try to control things you can't, you you experience anxiety. The more you try to control things that are outside of your control, the worse you will feel. Think about the way that perhaps, you know, someone tries to control their partner. It could be the man trying to control the woman or vice versa. And all that happens is, the more you're saying, I want them to be home or I want them to do this or I want them to do that, the worse you end up feeling. So anxiety is when you're trying to control things you can't. And 90% of things are outside of our control. So what's the remaining 10%? Our thoughts and our emotions. But our, if we control our thoughts and our emotions, then our world presents to us a better experience. We have a better experience with the world when we are controlling our thoughts and our emotions. And someone said to me, oh, you can't control emotions. I said, when you're controlling your response to your emotions, yes, you are controlling them. It's just like a fire. If a fire breaks out, the fireman doesn't necessarily always put it out. Let's say it's a big fire. Sometimes they just want to bring the fire under control. And that means that Mm -hmm. they can guide it to the point where they can actually put it out. So if we experience intense emotions and we can get to the place of controlling them, then the emotion doesn't control us and we can determine the way we'll respond to the feelings of anger, the feelings of fear, the feelings of guilt, the feelings of shame. So again, just to sort of summarize, recognize that if you're feeling anxiety, it's because you feel your world's out of control, therefore you're feeling unsafe. And I just had that with a new client who's a teenager and his experience is that he never felt safe as a child. So now that COVID occurred, plus his mother got cancer just before COVID, he's having panic attacks, which is another level up from anxiety because he's never felt safe his whole life. And now he has even less foundation. He has fear about his mother's well-being. Um, His parents have divorced and it triggers all the experiences as a child because his father was an alcoholic and his mother and father used to fight and yell. 
so he never felt safe. So anxiety is when you really feel unsafe, you feel your world is out of control, and you exacerbate that feeling of um, lack of safety by trying to control things you can't. Because then all that does is make you feel weaker and weaker rather than feeling empowered. Um, Mm. And then the other one I think that's definitely worth mentioning is sadness. Now I created in the book, I talk about an umbrella of emotions, sadness, sorrow, and grief. They are connected, so they're not mutually exclusive. But I think it's very powerful to be able to say, I've noticed what I'm feeling is, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, or whether it's sadness to sort of step back from the emotion and if you're able to articulate and say okay what I'm really feeling is sadness and then go one step further and say I've noticed that I was feeling or I am feeling sad and what is sadness sadness is triggered by a sense of loss that you believe you've lost something of value to you something you had or something valuable you thought you were going to have maybe a job promotion maybe a job Maybe you're planning to travel. Maybe you're planning to start a new career. Maybe you're just a a college student planning to graduate. And all of that changed Mm -hmm. with the pandemic. So that sadness is then connected to grief. And grieving is a very powerful process. It's our response, not just necessarily to loss, which is sadness, but even to change. When there's change, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a dramatic change, we also grieve because whatever we're letting go of, whatever we're leaving behind, was also part of us. It was part of our identity. So, of course, we say, well, Denise, you're not the job, so why are you so sad and why are you grieving that, you know, you've left this job? Of course you're not the job, but it was part of your identity. It might have been part of your identity for an X amount of years. So even a couple mm-hmm. who are divorcing, and maybe both of them say, wow, we feel relieved to be ending this marriage and to be leaving it. But they're still going to grieve because it was part of their identity. It was part of their habit, right. part of their routine, part of their structure, mm-hmm. part of the way that they identified myself. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm Robert. I'm Mary's wife or Mary's husband, etc. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. so all of that impacts us, and the pandemic created extreme grief and obviously sorrow. Sorrow is like another level of sadness. It's even deeper when you, you think perhaps we've lost things forever, certain things. Perhaps some things will never be the same. We don't know, and we don't know yet. But it's a little bit like what happened after 9-11 for people that can remember that. If you think about it, our life now, forget the pandemic, before the pandemic, was never the same as it was pre-9-11. Pre-9-11, I remember the first time I came to the US, I had a friend of mine and I landed in um, LaGuardia or JFK. She came up to the gate to meet me. Mm. She didn't have tickets. She came up to the gate. And there was, Uh so there was that time. And now we can't imagine going to the airport without having all of these things and our bags checked and we can only carry three fluid ounces and we can only carry this. But there was a time when we didn't have that. So my point is that think about sorrow as being something where you really feel your life has dramatically changed or something's been lost that might have been valuable or might have been part of your life that perhaps will never come back. I don't know if we'll ever be able to go back to pre-9-11 days, but we haven't in that time. And that was a long time ago. Um, So to me, they're the sort of the top two emotions. 
Maybe another one just to consider because I think every one of us is perhaps still experiencing it as given that you know the virus hasn't gone away, it's not necessarily getting better, we still don't have solutions, we still don't know what is a 100% way of protecting ourselves, and that is rumination and depression. Um, you can look at depression two ways. Some, some people like to describe it as anger turned inwards, which is, is somewhat true. There's another perspective, which is depression is the result of rumination. Rumination is when you are just constantly repeating in your mind how bad everything is with no focus on a solution and definitely no focus on a decision. You cannot be depressed once you make a decision because once you make the decision, your energy will shift to fulfilling that decision. So if I'm depressed because I'm in a bad marriage or a bad job or a bad relationship, once I make the decision to leave or to get therapy or to do something else, then my energy goes towards that decision to achieving that ultimate goal. So uh, I don't know if you, Denise, if you've had a chance to listen to the entire audio book. Um, if you have, then you know that in all of these chapters, I offer actionable steps. And what I teach yeah. is identify the emotion, label it, describe it, write it down, write down what you believe you've lost. And also step back from the emotion, recognize that you are the thinker and not the thought you are the person that may have generated the emotion, but you're not the emotion because our emotions constantly change. So if mm -hmm. your thought was life is awful, life will never be the same, I'll never be happy again, recognize that you've created that thought. So you do have the power to create a new thought. may not be easy, but using the right processes, you can get to the place of changing your thoughts. And then in the, the sort of the last key sections of the book, I offer some powerful transformational exercises. And one of them is get clear about now more than ever before. Here's your opportunity. What really is important to you? What matters to you? What makes a difference in your life? So if someone says, look, I feel, I feel guilty because I don't get to spend time with my children because I'm working so much. Well, you've identified that time with your children is one of your values. So spend more time mm -hmm. with them. See what you can do. But many people are waking up to realize what I thought was important to me isn't. The material possessions, maybe even that particular career or that particular specific job and company isn't that important to me. What we wake up realizing is, oh, we can live. And when I say live, that means we can actually be happy and satisfied with a lot less than we thought. We don't need mm -hmm. that many possessions. We don't need to have the latest of this and that. And what really counts is our relationships, the quality of our relationships. And I created a video on YouTube, which is, you know, at the end of your life, what will you regret? Right now that the pandemic uh. is on, what's important to you? I can tell you right now what every single person will regret. And it won't be what they, uh, what they did, it'll be what they didn't do. And that mm -hmm. specific regret of what someone didn't do, and that includes me and everyone else, is you'll be regretting that you didn't love more. Why didn't I spend more time with my family? Why didn't I say to my wife, I love you? Why didn't I spend more time with my children? No one will say, oh, why didn't I make more money? Why didn't I have a bigger house? No, because when you are dying and you're close to that point and you realize there's very little time left, what do you think about? You think about calling the people that 
that either you hurt or hurt you and you say, I want to forgive you or I love you or I miss you or I regret or I'm sorry that. So all of our regrets are ultimately about not having expressed enough love, about not having spoken those words that could heal that relationship or dissolve that grudge. Ultimately, our connections, our relationship, our family, our group, our tribe is what really matters to us because we are neurologically hardwired for connection, which is why we tend Mm. to cling to our group and our tribe. And we feel fulfilled, not just through a heart connection, but I think through almost like a spirit connection, uh, when we feel more fulfilled when we're having a deep connection with someone else. And, you know, people have asked us on various interviews in terms of Chris and I, you know, what's driving it? I said, well, we want to help people. We want to make a difference. And through helping people and making a difference, we feel valuable. We feel significant because that's the way you really connect with people when you're actually helping when you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're helping someone who's just fallen, literally fallen, even if nothing is exchanged and you don't know their name and you don't get their phone number and there's no flowers or gifts or thank you card, you recognize that you've made a connection with someone. You've actually made a difference. And when you make a difference in someone else's life, you're giving greater meaning to your own life. So That's that so book is true. Thank you. So the, the book that um, I created and recorded and narrated is free and I'm, we're not asking for your name or your email address. We're not marketing to you. And the same with the guided meditation. The guide, I don't know if you had a chance to use the guided meditation. I believe you'll love it. Um, it's phenomenal. It, it's very relaxing. It's very easy to use. And it basically takes you through this little, this little journey through a forest where you encounter all these different symbols that have a subconscious meaning And it gives you positive suggestions. And there's even a moment there where you imagine someone in your life and you imagine them in a light of love, like like love passing between you and that person. So it's, Mm. you know, if you shift your energies and focus onto that rather than everything else that is wrong or bad or gone, you will feel Mm -hmm. a lot better, you'll be more empowered and you can take greater charge of your life. And again, the guided meditation is free. The audio book is free. Uh, Chris and I made this conscious choice that I'm not getting any financial benefit from it. I'm doing it so that I can live what I just said to you, which is you know, giving my life greater meaning and purpose by helping people. And there's no need for a name or email address. You go to the page. It's myvitalc.com, and I think it's slash what – what's the rest of the link, Chris? Yes, forward slash. Yep. As in Health Media Now Radio, H-M-N-R. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to myvitalc.com, H-M-N-R, you can um, listen to the audiobook and guided meditation immediately, or you can download them onto any device, and you can download them onto every device. So, and I've, I've got a new client who said, just said to me how much the audiobook is helping him because he's been having... Um, anxiety and fear and by doing the exercises it's alleviated his fear so I know and I also use those processes on myself in fact I test them first on myself and I go oh good these actually work let's test them on someone else now (laughs) no I'm gonna we're gonna send an email blast out to everybody with that link thank you 
Excellent. And I think that, that Patrick's kind of covered the emotions and um, even before he mentioned the book, you know, I was thinking, well, great, you're listing these emotions. What do you do about them? Well, you go and get that book, right? And it's got very actionable mm-hmm. items, uh, things that you can do. And, and how do these emotions impact your sleep? And, and I say that it, it creates this horrible emotional sleep spiral, right? Where, where you're up ruminating and you're feeling stress and you're not getting as much sleep and then you wake up the, the next day. And what's, what's unfortunate about us as humans as it relates to sleep and emotions, we don't have any sort of indicator. Like our cell phone will tell us how many bars do we have of signal? How many bars do we have of battery? Um, our, 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 as humans, we don't have how many bars do I have to understand how prepared I'm to, I am to deal with my emotions today right based on how much sleep i got so we wake up we don't know how uh, the lack of sleep has negatively impacted our ability to process emotions and what do we do and we go through the day too. experience oh and our immunity for sure i mean they're 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 certainly integrated and 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 so now you know potentially you've woken up you you can't handle these emotions you're feeling more emotions and maybe you're not responding uh, appropriately uh, and you're actually generating more stress because you're not interacting with your friends and your family and 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 making good emotional decisions and then boom the next night you're ruminating about those like why did i do that what could i have said differently like all of those things and I call that the horrible emotional sleep spiral. Um, mm-hmm. Dealing with your emotions obviously will help you re- reduce the rumination and get better sleep. And then when, when, it, when it makes sense, uh, I'd like to share some, some sleep tips some, to, to help yes, you get let's sleep. let's do that. Let's do that. Excellent. So, so they, these all fit into um, the, the term is sleep hygiene. It's really the practices and routines that you have to help you get sleep. And if you're struggling with sleep – and you don't have routines and practices around sleep, you should adopt those. And here's a, here's a couple uh, that you should adopt. The first one um, is napping. So a lot of us are at home and maybe weren't at home before. So we're taking our lunches uh, on the couch, and that may lead to a nap. First, I would suggest that's great. Actually, the data is very clear. Taking a nap when in the mi- early afternoon really positively impacts your ability to cognitively function for the rest of the day. So definitely take a nap. The problem comes in two potential situations. So one is if you take a nap for longer than 30 minutes, you can actually get in too deep of a sleep and then adversely affect your circadian rhythm. Now, circadian rhythm is the the thing that ties our sleep pattern to the sunlight. So uh, our, our bodies are kind of wired to, as the sun's coming up, our bodies go, okay, great. It's time to get more active and to do active things. And then we kind of recognize when it's noon. And then as the, the, the light tends to wane, as the sun is uh, moving towards setting, um, it, we start to slow down. That's that circadian rhythm. A nap longer than 30 minutes won't, will, it will, interfere with your circadian rhythm and so you're less able to get sleep that night the other thing you want to be careful of is don't take a nap too late right so if it's if it's after 4 p.m and you're feeling like you need a nap um don't uh, even if you're going to set an alarm and keep it you know under 30 minutes don't do it you it's much better to just go outside and walk and stand up and do something uh because that can significantly negative uh, negatively impact uh, how the circadian rhythm is working within your body. 
the next sleep hygiene tip uh, relates to electronic devices. So we all have cell phones and potentially tablets and computers, and we're looking at them. A lot of people don't realize that all of these devices give off blue light, and maybe some people know they give off blue light, but don't know that that blue light actually tricks our our physiology, tricks our brain into believing it's the middle of the day, right? So that blue light is the same signature as kind of midday sun, and so now it may be kind of towards the end of the day. The same sun may be in the process of setting or even already set, and if you're using these devices without any sort of blue light filter, then you're tricking your brain into thinking it's the middle of the day. And of course, that's going to mess up your circadian rhythm. And obviously, that's not good. Most devices have a blue light filter. Uh, I know that on the Apple devices, it's a, I think it's called Nightshade or Night Shift. Um, and so a lot of devices, it's just called blue light filter. Uh, Patrick uh, shares that he actually keeps his computer and devices on, keeps the blue light filter on all the time, unless he's kind of working on photography stuff. Uh, obviously, you need to have accurate in, uh, uh, colors at that point. I recommend about two hours before the sun is setting. So schedule that blue light filter to come on about two, two hours before. Uh, and that'll help that, you know, help prevent that blue light from interrupting your circadian rhythm. The other thing about electronic devices is um, they're, they're um, addictive and they're, we're kind of hardwired for this short pieces of social information that a lot of people are using the devices for, for that to kind of give us a, 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 a nice juice of dopamine, which, you know, we enjoy. Uh, so it's important to keep those devices out of your bedroom. Uh, a lot of people charge their phone right by their bed. I would suggest, hey, put a, put a charging station just outside your bedroom or maybe farther down the hall or in the kitchen just as far away as possible so that you've got this break uh, between when the last time you used the device and when you're actually getting into bed. And, and kind of we suggest about one to two hours before you're going to bed, let's turn those off. Let's you know, have a final conversation with a loved one or read a book. Uh, and let our let our mind detach from uh, from that device. And then the final tip, the final sleep hygiene tip, is uh, is related to alcohol. So some some people, oh no, don't tell me I can't have a drink. A lot of people believe that if they have a drink right before they go to bed, it helps them sleep better. And the reality is that it can knock you out, right? So it can put you to quote unquote sleep better. But what it doesn't do is allow you to get the proper healing sleep. Um, it's actually, it's a sedative. Alcohol is a sedative. The, the data is pretty good. If you're going to have one or two drinks, uh, that's fine. There's some good data that suggests uh, that that can be beneficial, specifically red wine. But if you take it right before you go to sleep, it's very much like these sedatives uh, that are mentioned. There's a book called uh, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, and he talks about the $2 billion quote-unquote sleep aid industry where you get a prescription and you take that prescription medicine right before you go to sleep. And it does, in fact, do a good job of knocking you out, and then you wake up without the desire for more sleep. So you think that you've gotten sleep. The problem is, is that those medications and alcohol tend to knock you out and not allow you to get the restorative healing sleep that you actually need that is actually beneficial to you. There's, there's everybody's with REM sleep, right, right? rapid eye movement sleep. Uh, but what they talk about in that book, uh, they talk about in REM sleep and how both of them are incredibly important 
for helping you get a good night's sleep. Um, and it's interesting that these sleep aids, you take them right before bed. I mentioned uh, My Vital C. Most of our customers actually take it in the morning, report mental focus and energy during the day, and then better sleep that night, which is like the complete opposite of, uh, of those sleep aids that are interrupting the healing sleep that you need. Does the um, My Vital C ESS60, does it impact any other supplements that you're taking? So we, we are not aware of any um, I- interactions, whether they be drug or other supplementation. Um, so we don't have anything. I got, it's our responsibility to report those types of things to the FDA, and we just haven't had to because we don't have any um, ill effects. The, the one thing that some people will say, because it does come in olive oil, and not everybody is a huge fan of olive oil, uh, a typical serving is about a teaspoon, so you're taking a teaspoon of olive oil with the ESS60 molecule dissolved in it. And for some people, that teaspoon of oil is a is a is too much for their stomach. So we just recommend, hey, dip some bread in it, you know, like at a fine Italian restaurant, uh, and and eat it that way, and that and that should be fine. But that, that we're not aware of any interactions with supplements or or medications. Can't you take it after you eat breakfast? You certainly could. Yes. And you can take it with breakfast. I mean, my my morning routine is I I actually, we've got an MCT product. uh, And so I put some MCT uh, product of our MCT product in my coffee. um, That's good for cognitive function. Uh, And then I Uh take um, really a teaspoon and a half of our olive oil product. And then I actually uh, put some of my avocado product on our, on my salad for lunch. Mm. How long does... How long does a bottle last? So a typical bottle um, is is 120 mils. Uh, if you're doing a, a kind of standard doses, about five mils. So that puts you at right at 24 days. You can back off of the five mils a little bit if you want to stretch it out to uh, 24 days. Or we have a, a, a just a flat 30 day supply with 35 mil doses in individual packs. It's super super convenient, and that that lasts, of course, the 30 days. So where can our listeners purchase this item as well as the recorded book, Neutralize yeah. the Emotions so, That Are Holding You Hostage, and the meditation? Yeah. The, the, so the best thing to do is go to that link that we gave, and that link is myvitalc.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. forward slash HMNR. And when you're there, of course, you can get the books, both of the audio books and, and well, the book and the meditation. Uh, there's also two links. One of the links is to Patrick's website, patrickwanis.com. I highly recommend that you go to his site and sign up for his free newsletter. So you don't need to give an email to get our audio books, but if you want his newsletter, obviously he's got to mail it to you. So you need to give him uh, your email. Okay. Uh, but take advantage Good. of that. He does a weekly newsletter that is phenomenal and then the other link is to the home page of my vital c uh if you go there you can find our products we have one bottle that uh, you can purchase one bottle or you can get on subscription and save 25 percent uh you can like so get on subscription you know you can cancel that at any time um you know we haven't trained our staff to convince you to stay uh just take advantage of that discount and we also have a special discount 
for your audience, uh, which is $15 off of their first purchase if they're interested in trying the product. Uh, and the coupon code is HMNR. Again, uh, that stands for the uh, Health Media Now Radio, uh, HMNR. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, well, well so again, much. Patrick and I were just, how do we deliver value? You really do. You really do. And I've, I've learned so much from the two of you today. And I encourage all our listeners to basically go listen to the book, Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Right Now, along with get the meditation, especially if you're having problems with sleep in the evenings. And why not try out their My Vital C ESS 60 for much better sleep? Thank you, both of you, for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Denise. Thanks, Denise. Take care, both of you. Continue your wonderful work. Please do. Please Thank you. Do. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another fabulous show for you. And until then, please be well, everyone. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.